Welcome to the Life in the Rock podcast. Here you'll find a commitment to sharing with others the challenges and joys of our spiritual journey. The goal is to offer relevant and thought-provoking material on today's issues. My name is Keith Harris. I'm the host of this podcast and the preaching minister for the Winsong Church of Christ in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The church is located at 3 Winsong Drive in North Little Rock. If you're searching for joy and peace in life, I want to encourage you to visit Winsong, where you'll discover the joy and peace that are only found in Christ. Thank you for listening. Well, I want to welcome you to our continued focus on this series, Name Above All Names, where we're focusing on the names of Jesus as found in Scripture. And in this episode, we will be focusing in on the Good Shepherd. During the course of his ministry, Jesus spent a considerable amount of time guiding and teaching his followers. The guidance Jesus provided was vitally important to his disciples, and they would soon come to know the reality of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd is a title Jesus gave to himself as he shared with his followers the importance of knowing his voice and following his lead. The promise of a shepherd was given in the Old Testament. Isaiah prophesied, Go on up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Isaiah 40, verses 9 through 11. Isaiah was clear that the Lord God was coming, and he would tend his flock like a shepherd. Certainly we see the gathering carrying and leading within this text, all representative of the actions of a shepherd among the flock under his care. Jeremiah also prophesied of the gathering of the shepherd when he said, Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, He who scattered Israel will gather him, and will keep him as a shepherd keeps his flock. Jeremiah 31 verse 10. Those that were scattered would be gathered by the shepherd. Arguably, the most descriptive Old Testament prophecy concerning the shepherd is found in Ezekiel 34. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. Ezekiel 34, verses 11 and 12. And again, I will set up over them one shepherd. He shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. Ezekiel 34, verse 23. This shepherd, of whom the prophets prophesied, would tend, gather, carry, lead, and feed his sheep. In the New Testament, 
Jesus identified himself as the good shepherd when he said simply, I am the good shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 11. The larger context of John 10 reveals the true nature of Jesus as the good shepherd. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. The shepherd is the one known by the gatekeeper. The shepherd is the one to whom the sheep listen. The shepherd is the one that calls his sheep by name and leads them. The shepherd is the one whom the sheep follow. The shepherd is the one whose voice is known by his sheep. Understanding this reality helps us see the importance of Jesus' further explanation. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold, and I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I've received from my Father. John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. Jesus clearly identified himself as the good shepherd. It is interesting to note what Jesus said about true shepherds and simple hirelings. Within this context, Jesus had much to say regarding the Jewish leaders of his day. It is certainly worth taking a brief look, not just at the fact that Jesus identified himself as the Good Shepherd, but at the meaning behind the words Jesus shared with his followers in this particular context. In this passage of John 10, first, one can quickly see that Jesus, as the Good Shepherd, protects the flock, his sheep. Jesus illustrated how the hired hand would simply retreat when a predator approached. The reason? Because these sheep do not belong to the hired hand. The hired hand is not the owner of the sheep. He is simply a hired hand. So the wolves come in and the hired hand runs away in fear. The sheep are snatched up and scattered by the wolves. 
these hirelings and these wolves represent the non-believer, those who have no skin in the game, as it were, as well as the Jewish leaders. These hirelings and wolves also represent the false teachers of Jesus' day. The Apostle Paul spoke of these false teachers while addressing the elders in Ephesus. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Acts chapter 20, verses 28 through 30. According to Paul, the elders at Ephesus were to function as shepherds, protecting the flock from the dangers of false teachers. False teachers are not concerned with the flock. Their only concern is satisfying their own craving. So, the flock of Jesus' followers must be protected. Because Jesus is the good shepherd, because the sheep belong to him, he will protect them from any predator that might attack. Secondly, Jesus, as the good shepherd, provides for the flock his sheep. Just prior to identifying himself as the good shepherd, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. Jesus explained that he was the door through which the sheep enter. Through Jesus, his flock, the sheep, they would be able to freely go in and out, finding pasture. Pasturing the flock was a daily part of the shepherd's life. Almost every portrayal of a shepherd and his flock pictures this important aspect of shepherding. Pasturing is what we often think of with regard to our mental images of the shepherd carrying his staff. Pasturing is in the most well-known psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Psalm 23, verses 1 and 2. Jesus, as the good shepherd, provides pasturing for the sheep but he also provides relationship as well. The sheep know his voice. Jesus knows his sheep and calls them by name. There's a closeness between the good shepherd and his sheep. Along with this closeness comes a sense of trust on the part of the sheep. They trust the shepherd, knowing he will provide for them. There's comfort associated with the relationship enjoyed between the good shepherd and his sheep. The provision Jesus offers reassures the sheep of his care and concern for their well-being. Thirdly, Jesus, as the good shepherd, preserves the flock, his sheep. Notice again what Jesus said, For this reason the Father loves me, 
because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I received from my Father. John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In doing so, the good shepherd preserves the life of the sheep. This preservation is understood as Jesus saving the sheep from death. By preserving the flock from death, Jesus brings life. Again, Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life is what the good shepherd offers his sheep. Jesus certainly is the good shepherd. We find references to his being a shepherd elsewhere in the New Testament. Peter, in his exhortation to elders, said, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. 1 Peter 5, verses 2-4. through 4. In speaking of the chief shepherd, Peter is obviously referring to Jesus, the good shepherd. In the closing words of his writing, the author of Hebrews wrote, Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. The shepherd motif found in the New Testament helps us see the blessings that come to those who follow Jesus. It helps us see the importance of following the teachings of Jesus. It also reminds us of our responsibility as the sheep of the Good Shepherd. The promises of God, of the coming shepherd, are realized in Jesus. How wonderful these promises are. John wrote, Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd." And he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Revelation 7, verses 13 through 17. Jesus is the lamb in the midst of the throne. He is the one that guides his sheep to springs of living water. Jesus truly is the good shepherd. 
I hope you've been encouraged by these words today. To find more on this topic or other spiritual matters, please visit lifeintherock.org. You can also visit Facebook and search Life in the Rock. I invite you to like, follow, and share this page with your family and friends. My prayer is that God will bless you today and that you will seek Him with all your heart. Thank you for listening.